welcome to this week's edition of Talking True Hoops with Robert Schlatter and Nick Paravalos. We're back with another edition of the Talking True Hoops podcast here with Robert Schlatter and Nick Paravalos, and we'll be recapping the first week of NBA action. And for it only being about seven days of basketball so far, there's been a lot of storylines and there's gained a lot of uh, media attention so far, Nick. It's been a not not too loud of a week with news, but it's been pretty. There's it's been, been an some entertaining stuff. week for the beginning of the season. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, some kind of sad notes for some teams looking at what's happened to some of their players and yeah, injury, kind of injury, injury bug. Injury bug has already started. Um, some other storylines that kind of don't really have to do with basketball or um, well that do have to do with basketball. But off the court, off drama. the court. Yeah, off-the-court drama, so we'll, we'll get right into it. I think the biggest news coming out of the first week has to be Gordon Hayward. That was just a terrible thing to happen. Not even a whole quarter into the season, maybe, I th- or into the into his playing season. And the fact that he, he literally snapped his ankle in yeah. half. It was just very horrific for Celtics fans to watch. No, God, please, no, no! No! And for everyone to watch, it was just terrible because now that you can debate whether or not the Celtics were, you know, you can have that conversation, that basketball conversation about, you know, would they be able to compete with the Cleveland Cavaliers and how that uh, storyline would go on. But I mean, it was just to see that happen to a player like that, how good he had, how good of a year he had last year and the expectations of him coming in to play with the Celtics and Kyrie, it's just really, really sad to see that. Yeah, exactly. You know, you never want to see a player go down with that type of injury. Yeah. That, you know, Sean Livingston type injury. Yeah. So you don't know how Gordon Hayward's going to recover from that. He's obviously out for the year. Yeah. Don't see any return from that. But uh, Celtics fans definitely uh, felt that pain. You know? Yeah. Like, um, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, I think they um, that they, they, he says uh, it's unlikely for Hayward to return this season, and a lot of people say. Um, Oh, you know, he can't he thought, come back. yeah, yeah. It's not looking. It was everyone said, you know, looking back at when Paul George came back for like the when he had his injuries with the Olympics. Um, but that was in June. Yeah, that was in June, so it was a lot earlier, and he had a clean break of his leg, and he was able to come back for like maybe, ten games. Yeah, a couple games, like nothing. And I think the Pacers barely missed the playoffs, but it's not gonna. Yeah, they I missed mean, it by like two games. Yeah, to the Nets. Um, yeah, to the Nets. Um, but. Um, Gordon Hayward, I mean, it's just a terrible situation to see with him. And what it means going forward for the Celtics, you know, they've been able, they won, I think they're one and two at this point um, in the season when we're recording this. And um, the Celtics, it's a good time for Kyrie to kind of show how he can handle the the load of being the number one option and how he can do, um, you know, without Gordon Hayward there. Um, how the rest of them are going to fit in. Jalen Brown's going to have to step up. Jason Tatum's going to have to step up. The whole yeah. the whole crew's going to have to step up. So what well, it that's means why for... they drafted a lot of people. Yeah, they have they have their depth. Yeah, you'll see Jalen Brown step up. Tatum, Terry Rozier, Terry Rozier will step up. Def- Marcus Smart as well. Let's yeah. see because he's he's a free agent in the offseason. So if he could if he could produce numbers, he's going to make more money. Exactly. So, so it's they, a big year for everybody. It, there. it is a huge year for them. Um, it leaves the door open for some more teams to sneak in there. But you know, it's a it's a terrible situation there to begin off the year. It wasn't really you know if you're not if you're a Celtics hater like myself, um, it wasn't it wasn't 
I hated to see that. It was just terrible for Gordon Hayward and terrible for the scope of basketball going forward for the season. It just doesn't make it as entertaining and watchable between, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Celtics. And you just feel for the guy. Yeah, you'll, they'll, they'll still be up there in the top in the East. Yeah, they'll they still, have the East is garbage, so they'll just, they'll still they'll still be able to be up there. Um, moving on to one of the more kind of weird um, things that happened, kind of, um, I'm not exactly sure. We don't have the time frame of, I think it happened like literally – a couple days before the season or maybe like a day or two into the season, Bobby Portis in a in a practice conflict with Nikola Mirotic punched him in the face. Can you believe that? I respect it. God damn! I mean, he's trying to steal the guy's job. That's Well, I, he deserves it. Bobby Portis is way better than Mirotic. Mirotic is a bum. I mean, but still, to, to be so frustrated with that, um, and according to the vertical, uh, Mirotic is out... Um, indefinitely um and portis got a eight game suspension by the bulls um and i mean you can debate whether or not miritich is a good player i mean the, the bulls team is just not very good in general um but i mean that just bobby portis like he kind of when i watched him before you can kind of see that kind of side of him and his playing style and like how he would be that kind of aggressor on the court but to do that on you know we all know like in, in practices and with your team, you'll have, like, you know, competitive outings and stuff just to, you know, prepare you for the game. But that's just something else. Yeah, well, <laughs> you don't know what you don't know face. what Miritich did. <laughs> true, true, very true. You don't There's know There's always another side to the story. Everybody's pointing fingers at Portis, but Miritich could have said some stuff yeah. that, that's unrecognized. Yeah, very true. I mean, but, he, uh, bro- he broke bones in his face, too. I like the it's, competitiveness of Portis. Yeah, um, he's. A, I mean, he's a solid player. Um for the Bulls, I mean, he could probably make an impact somewhere else. I I see them not really going forward with Bobby Portis. The Bulls, that now, is. Yeah, both players are done there. Yeah, I, well, Miritich. Miritich, I think he'll go too. You think so? They got Laurie Markovic uh, coming Yeah, Laurie Markkinen. So, I mean, um, it just it's a weird situation with the Bulls. They're kind of just in one of those situations that um, – it's they're one of the laughing stocks of the NBA. They now. basically are right now. Yeah, it's they're just terrible uh, with a with a handful of other teams at the bottom of the pack. I mean, it just the fact that he did that was just kind of crazy and just weird to see. And I was just like, wow, that's ridiculous! Like that he would do that. Um, but unfortunately, some other news. Yep, your team, the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, I really feel for. For the team, because they kind of look pretty good right now. They're, Jeremy Lin out for the season. Jeremy Lin out for the season with a ruptured patella uh, tendon in the season opener. Um, he was doing really well. He had 18 points and four assists in 25 ni- minutes next to my prediction for being an all-star this year, D'Angelo Russell, who's been balling out yeah, for the first well, he's got the, He's got the keys to the to the car now. Yeah, he with does. With Lin definitely. out, he's the starting point guard. It's his team. Yeah. And he's, he's taking control of it, hitting clutch shots ice yeah, in his veins I, ice in his veins but i mean like like looking at him though like with dean with how he's playing right now if you'd put i mean it's kind of unfortunate because like if you put jeremy lynn right there at shooting guard slash you know they're kind of doing a two point guard set which is kind of weird um but you know you kind of seen that before but having it's like when they had kemba and lynn together yeah exactly. that's what they were comparing exactly so like what they were doing there i mean they were kind of like an interesting team to watch and you know they had a lot of um Kenny Atkinson and that whole crew had a lot of put a lot into that team last year, and they kind of started getting more NBA talent along with it. And well, now it kind of sucks. God, thank God we have a lot of depth in the backcourt. 
Um, Lynn, Lynn being out will just slide in Alan Crabb into the starting lineup yeah. with a Russell or a Karras. Wasn't he starting at uh, small forward, at though? At small forward, yeah, but he'll just move up, I think, yeah. on spot. Well, and Karras LeVert also. He Ron- could, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, too, is playing a bigger role now, too. Oh, I hate He's not doing well on the court, though. His plus-minus is like... I was looking at it for the last couple of games, like minus fifteen ones really? on the court. Yeah, he doesn't. He, uh, he has no jump shot, and he's not helping the team. What does he do? He's they play him at the four, and at the four, he's undersized uh, guarding. So he's True. he's literally not helping the team at all. Um, I mean, plus, uh, you know what? I said Isaiah Whitehead's. He's he's gonna have a breakout. They just move him to the D League. Yeah. What, what are the Nets doing? They have Spencer Dinwiddie starting, not Spencer Dinwiddie starting, but Spencer Dinwiddie as a backup point guard. This guy. Is terrible. He should not be on the court. He should not be in the NBA. I mean, it's too bad looking at the Nets. Like, I kind of, I mean, I certainly find more interest in watching the Nets than I do the Knicks. Like, yeah, of course. I mean, even though I'm not a huge fan of the Nets, like, they have a, 125 actual points a basketball game. players that care. <laughs> yeah. So we I, lead the league in points per game. Yeah. It's just, they're two and one right now. I think, um, on looking at NBA.com right now, they have. They're fourth in the East as of now with their, um, I mean, first with week. their points and every yeah, but better to you know be at the top of the pack than you know zero and three. We have the Magic tonight, who aren't that good either. We yeah, beat them already, so exactly. we'll see what happens. Yeah, so it's too bad for Jeremy Lin and the and the Nets, but it looks like they'll be able to tread water for a little bit until whatever else you know. We'll see what's we'll see what happens. Goes along. Mark Carroll's been balling out. I will say that the Nets cannot guard the center position, so. Any player, if you need a fantasy player, <laughs> yeah. a quick pickup, pick up a whoever, center whoever, versus the Nets. Whoever is playing the Nets, yeah. Timothy Mozgov's not the not the best. Vucevic uh, had forty. Yeah, that's pretty. And Miles Turner had a double double with yeah. I think seven assists too. Yeah. So pick up the big men versus the Nets. Yeah. And you know we'll move on now to uh, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, trust the, the Philadelphia process. Sixers. Sixers. Um, he was complaining about his. Uh, playing time because they're putting him on a um, minutes restriction um brett brown said they were wanted to have him and the and the um and the medical staff want him playing only like 26 minutes per game um he was able to get in a little more and you know they're kind of have a little leeway if it's a close game or whatever but i mean joe joel like the fact that he's complaining like i love joel Embiid, but it's like dude shut up like until you can be on the court and continue to play like, don't get me wrong. The dude's still putting up real good numbers in the minutes that he's playing. But, you know, take what you can get right now. And it's just, you know, you can't stay healthy. Until you can prove that you can stay healthy, then keep your mouth shut and do you, – you got your contract. You yeah. got your contract. Don't worry. Your money's there. If you need – you know, you don't have to complain about that. You know, take what you can get from, you know, take what you can get from your body and just not, you know – don't push yourself too too soon because, you know, they look imp- – Ben Simmons had his first triple-double the other day, and yeah. now they're starting to look like a team, and it's just like – So Joel Embiid, all he does is complain. He's a crybaby. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. He is. He's a good player, though. He's yeah. a really good player. Yeah, he's a good player, but all he does is complain. And uh, th- there has to be a certain point where it draws the line for the Sixers to be like, could you please be quiet? <laughs> It, it's yeah. all, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, this guy, literally, all he does is complain. He, has his team ever had a winning record? No. Okay. Has he ever played more than like thirty games? No. Okay. 
Yeah, exactly. So that's where you have it there with Joel. He was rocking the cornrows, which was pretty fresh. I'm not going to lie. He was looking clean. Yeah, it looks like Bynum out there, the best center when Bynum was rocking the <laughs> yeah, cornrows no. for the he's bringing, he's bringing back the vintage the vintage mellow AI look, which I don't know how the NBA would treat it today, but he he was looking fresh, and then he, he uh, just the other day he wasn't playing with them. But, he, I mean, he's a good player. He's got to continue to just progressively, you know, with his health – just continue to play. Take what you can get, Joel, and don't, don't. You know, Brett Brown is a good coach. I think Philly now finally knows what they're doing. With you know, Fultz has got to fix that shot, though. I just have to say that. Did you that, the free throws yeah, that he's yeah. taken? Oh my goodness! Yeah, I get it together. He completely changed his shooting form at the beginning of the year, and I looking at like a bunch of people, analysts, and everything. They're saying. You never do that. That have like actually play basketball and we're at that level. It's like why would you just complete? That's like Tristan Thompson. Yeah, changing, that's exactly what I was about to say. Changing his it worked hit. for him though. Yeah, but but Fultz he shouldn't have done it. It worked probably like temporarily because Tristan Thompson is basically just a rebound and no, it defense. changed his free throws. He shoots now. He shoot Tristan Thompson was a lefty, I think initially. Yeah, yeah, no. That's now he's I'm, with a righty. And he's yeah. shooting. He's shooting like I think 80, 70 to eighty percent, which is better than what he was. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that, but I'll, I'll wait for you to get those numbers. But Joel, um, Joel's a great player. I love watching him. I think it when he is healthy, I think he can be the best center in the league. No question. His ability is ridiculous. The guy can back down any defender. He defends very well. He's got an outside shot now. He can shoot threes. He has a mid-range game. So he's very talented, dude. But you gotta stay on the court until you can open your mouth about your playing minutes, because it just shows in how you've only played around 28, 29 games last year and missed the past three years. It's just like, dude, can, you know, don't say too much to your team. You're you're out there. Do what you can do. No, you're right. right He's just, Tristan Thompson sucks at the line. Exactly. Thank you. 60%. I'll, ta- I'll take that W right there. Uh, Tristan Thompson is garbage at the line. He can only defend and uh, play defense. But you know. He's coming off the bench now, so that's why. Um, but speaking of rookie debuts, when I mentioned um, Ben Simmons, it wasn't his debut, but that was one of the second or third game, I think, that they played um, where he had the triple-double against uh, Detroit. Uh, Lonzo Ball, the highly touted rookie from, uh, out of UCLA. Um, of course, we know LeVar and everything, you know, how that's going. Um, he started with a um, his first game he had 3 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists and 1 block, but he then had his bounce back game with a uh, near triple double. He missed it by I believe one rebound against the Phoenix Suns. So he uh, picked it up again and then I think his next game he had like 9-9 uh, and like 4 or something like that. So he's coming along. A lot of people are kind of hating on Lonzo and he's like, "Oh, he's not that good." Well, the Lakers in general suck. So, so everybody, Lonzo, Lonzo Ball, it, he's gonna get like each individual game's gonna get scrutinized because of his father. Yeah, but like, give the man some time. He's still a rookie. Yeah, and he's still he's gotta still, adjust t- to the NBA. Yeah, I'll tell you what, he's still looks like he can play NBA basketball. And like with this whole stuff with Patrick Beverly, like getting in his grill, like that's gonna happen. Marcin Gortat said, "Oh, John Wall's gonna be on his on his ass for forty eight minutes. He's gonna be, you know." 
tearing him a new one. It's like, okay, like that's just the way it is with LeVar, and that's just going to – He has that target on the yeah, back. Yeah, he has the target. On, that's that's what it is. Just stop. It's like beating a dead horse. Of course, we know that's what it's going to be like, but let this kid play. I think he's going to be a really good player, and he's already shown with the near triple. To, obviously, it was the Suns, and they're garbage, but – it's still he could show yes. he showed that he could still play NBA basketball and he's going to develop. I'm not sure if he's going to be what Lavar says to be Magic Johnson, but he's still going to be a very good player. No, yeah, for sure. He's Lonzo Ball is yeah, um, Lonzo he's Ball be a, play. He's a he stud. play. And then uh, looking at other rookie debuts, uh, what you would say is Lonzo Ball's arch nemesis, probably what people would say from their Kentucky versus uh, UCLA is yeah. De'Aaron Fox. His debut is about 14 points, uh, four rebounds, and five assists. Dude is a stud. Um, looking at Dennis Smith Jr., those highlight dunk packages uh, came in uh, for his rookie debut with 16 points, three rebounds, and 10 assists. Um, Malik Monk, who I thought would be kind of a sleeper, and not really a sleeper, obviously, because he was in a top ten, a top 10 pick, but or I yeah. believe he was a top 10 pick. He was, I think, number nine. He went. Yeah, um, yeah, he did go number nine. So top ten pick, he's been kind of slacking. So looking at them, um, you know, pretty good debuts. Um, the I would say Josh Jackson was has been all right, um, but that whole situation we'll get on later with the whole Phoenix drama. But um, you uh, know, yeah, the, uh, John Collins too from Atlanta had a double double yeah. versus the Nets. So so, so he's pretty good. Yeah, so some pretty good rookie play so far. Um, Dennis Smith, my uh, projected rookie of the year. Yeah. He is he'll uh you know, he's looking good. Yeah, he is looking good. I just said he had a uh, That's why I just Yeah, 16 points, 3 rebounds, 10 assists. He he could play, man. The rookies are going it's going to be I think it's going to be a really tight rookie of the year race. Um Oh, even Ben Simmons is in the category. Yeah, he's ex- in the race yeah, too. Yeah, now he's with probably going to win it, I think. You like, think yeah, you think so? If he's he been stays on. Out. Yeah, if he stays on the court, you know, could see him it's going to be a really it's going to be a really competitive 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 rookie of the year award race um you know looking at those rookies who's going to make the biggest impact in terms of like a winning atmosphere for this year um i don't really see it too much probably maybe dennis smith jr because that team in dallas has a lot of veterans and kind of ball or simmons too yeah people with primary with the ball primarily with the ball um you know what's the gonna be the jump in wins or whatever wh- what have you but um i don't really see any of those teams really making the playoffs sleeper for uh sacramento with all the kind of depth they got but eh, don't really see anything really developing there um in terms of playoff wins for from the rookies but you know it's entertaining to watch it's the future we could see what what's going to happen with them but um speaking of some rookies I mentioned josh jackson and the like just awful situation that's going on with the Phoenix Suns. Um, they fired Earl Watson after the second game. They lost. I'll, I'll read you what they what their scores were. Sun. This is their first game. Suns seventy six. Blazers one twenty four. Then their next game was against the Lakers, where Lonzo balled out. Hey, Lonzo balled out. Get that? Okay. Just gonna say that. Okay, there we okay. go. Um, Lakers one thirty two, Suns one thirty. Uh, Suns. Then the next game against the Clippers, Suns eighty eight, Clippers one thirty. They fired Earl Watson, their head coach. Um, then Eric Bledsoe comes out after the Clippers game, and he tweets out, "I don't want to be here." And his excuse then, when later asked by the media, was that he tweeted it while he was at a hair salon. I mean, I don't know what 
He may have been at a hair salon. Well, first, I don't think he was at a hair salon. I would say a barber shop. Yeah, barber shop. I don't know why I would say hair salon. Eric Bledsoe, come on. Come on. Yeah. Um, And then, so the uh, president of basketball operations, I believe, Ryan McDonough, said uh, he said he was at a hair salon. I didn't believe that to be true. He won't be be with us going forward. So there's already been teams that have um, reached out to Phoenix about a possible trade. His former team, the Los Angeles Clippers, asked him. Yeah, that's a good spot for him. Could see a good good fit there. Um, Milwaukee, which would just be ridiculous in my mind. I hope they don't. I hope they don't. Why Why do you say that? Because the Bucks are looking good right now. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they should trade any of their pieces. Yeah, I think Brongdon, uh, Malcolm Brongdon has fit in very well there. Him so. and Delhi are pretty good. They're fine. They're well, enough at Matthew the point guard. Matthew Delvadova is not as good as Eric Bledsoe. No, obviously not. But they don't need they don't need a Bledsoe because Giannis can bring the ball up and distribute for the team. Yeah, true. So Delhi's just got to sit there on offense to knock down threes and play defense. Yeah, um, I I just I see that as kind of a good fit. But the thing with Eric Bledsoe. I mean, the dude, I see him like as a guy going to like a veteran kind of championship contender team, kind of like the Cavs, even though they already have, you know, Isaiah and Derrick Rose and they don't really have much space for him. Um, but he's just injury prone. He's 27. I mean, he's a really, really good player, but he just, he gets injured too much. He had it like a torn ACL two different times. Just buy it. He's, but they're selling him low. So if you could get a yeah. good price on well, the, him, take I, him. Supposedly, a, they they offered the the Nick they wanted from the Knicks they wanted Frank Nilakina and yeah. Billy Hernan Gomez. That's in that's ridiculous. They're just trying to get get over on the Knicks, but that's not going to happen. I mean, yeah, the the Knicks already denied it, but as a why if the Knicks ever did that, which would it looks like it would be like a complete Knicks move to do that anyway. Um, they would get a veteran point guard that would not really be a part of the youth movement, even though he is 27. That's injury prone. It's like getting Derrick Rose again, except the, a couple years younger. If I would put a place down where I'd like to see Bledsoe play, I would say um, San Antonio Spurs. Ooh. Okay. What about DeJounte Murray, though? Exactly. They'll just ship him out to uh, Phoenix for Bledsoe. And <laughs> Bledsoe, Bledsoe will fit perfect. He'll be perfect with yeah, that. Yeah, but they really like Murray in San Antonio, so I don't know. If I could... I, I, in terms of moving Murray out, but like putting Bledsoe, p- putting in. Bledsoe in, I would keep with Murray. With Pop? Yeah. Oh, my. That would be a pretty good. That would be a pretty scary situation there. He's with, quick, too. He's like a young Tony. Yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah, I could see that being a very That's a, spot where a landing would, spot that would really fit well with him. But, yeah. I mean, Bledsoe just is not happy there. He hasn't been happy. I, I wouldn't if I lost by Denver would be a place, too, you games. could look at. Denver. Yeah, Moutier hasn't really lived up to what they wanted. Exactly. There. So they might ship Moutier in there. Yeah. The there, there's certain places where you Yoke. know somebody's gonna jump out of nowhere. Yeah, and like, I could see you know, that. Yeah. So hopefully, like the Pelicans. Pelicans. I mean, they have a lot of point guards. They just signed Drew Holiday to a huge contract. So yeah, I but really see that. They still need those guys to shoot. They have no shoes. They signed Jameer Nelson. <laughs> With Rondo and Drew Holiday. Jameer Nelson. Wow. Jameer Nelson. Um, yeah, so it's just an ugly situation in Phoenix. Um, it, I don't know. It's not going to really get better. They don't really have the greatest culture there in Phoenix for the past couple of years. Um, so it's not It's not looking good um, right now. Feel for, bad for Booker. For the Suns. Yeah, feel bad for Devin Booker to be surrounded by that at the beginning of his career. Um, so... Some more news. Looking at the championship Golden State Warriors, 
Um, the big news was Steph Curry throwing his mouthpiece at a ref and uh, Kevin Durant flashing his ring finger. So we got to put that out there, ring finger, because everyone thought he was flipping the bird to the Memphis Grizzly fans. Um, Steph was upset with a call by the ref, and he thought he should have gotten fouled on a shot that he on a layup that he made. And he took this mouthpiece out and threw it. He said it was accidental that he wasn't trying to throw it at the. At he has the a ref. history of it. He has, yeah, he did it in the NBA. He has a history of it, and they don't, they're not even giving him a suspension, which is insane. Yeah, he did it in the NBA finals. Insane. So, yeah, they uh they officially uh, fined him fifty thousand. Uh, the NBA did for the um for the incident. Um, and then when Steve Kerr was asked about, oh, and then. Obviously, Durant was upset because of him getting ejected for that. Then that's when he kind of mouthed off at the ref, and yeah. then he said, "You get out of here as well." Um, so, Bad boy Durant's coming out. Yeah, Durant's trying to flex a little bit on the uh, the NBA, but it's like, you know, dude, you got your championship. You can cool off for a little bit. We get that you're a badass. He's still a cupcake. He, he is. Uh, I would. Yeah, I would say he's still a cupcake, but he's he's a champion. So you you know, but um, looking at more of the situation steve kerr was asked about it and he said (laughs) um sarcastically mind you so this is not like you know he straight up said this he said uh should be suspended 10 games he endangered thousands of people it's like steve kerr like all right like we get that like the situation like but you can't like throw you know mouthpiece is gross i hate steve kerr i hate steve kerr (laughs) He a mouthpiece is disgusting. He thinks and he he's just ye- yeeted it right at, like threw it right at him. Uh, he thinks I'm gonna go on a rant on Steve here. Steve Kerr thinks he's the best NBA coach. Like you came into a team where Mark Jackson built it up. Yeah, Mark Jackson drafted Draymond Green. He drafted Klay yeah. Thompson, and he all all he does is like, oh, I'm so good at coaching. Like your team was built for you. Yeah, he had put him on the freaking Orlando Magic, and let's see what he does. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not really gonna argue. I'm not the biggest, you know, fan anybody. Of Steve Mike Kerr. Brown's winning games as the head coach in in Golden State. Luke, Luke Walton too. Well, Luke Walton, I like Luke Walton. He's decent. Yeah, but um. Yeah, Golden no. State Warriors. They haven't even looked good playing wise. I think they're like, what are they? One. They're and two? one and two. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think they might have an NBA Finals hangover. You think so? Yeah, I can give them a month. They're probably like, oh, walking through stuff in practice for the last couple of months yeah. in the off season. I, I'd give I'd, them a month to bounce back. But like, get your. They got to get serious out there. Yeah. They think it's a joke. Yeah, they do. Um, and then looking back, there was a similar incident of Udonis Haslam where he threw his mouthpiece and it hit the ref, but the thing that actually happened was he threw it down at the ground and it ricocheted off the court and it hit the ref and yep. the ref thought he threw it at him. And then he was actually suspended exactly. by the NBA. And this was a playoff game. That's so. when, you know what, David Stern was laying down the hammer yeah. in the NBA. Now we got freaking Adam Silver who lets things go so yeah. easily. Adam Silver. Also, they, the, in their win yesterday versus yeah. Dallas, well, this is recording, right, yesterday? Yeah. Jordan Bell's throwing off the backboard uh, dunks. Yeah. Draymond's looking at this guy that came Draymond's in. Draymond's the said, only person that has a sense. And well, I hate no, Draymond. Did you see? Draymond looked at some rookie that came in for the Mavs, and he looked at him, and he goes, who are you? Who's this guy? Who's this guy? And he, I, I didn't see exactly the whole video, but um, I don't know if the guy was chirping at, at Draymond in the bench, but it's kind of like, I don't know. Obviously, they're the best team in the NBA, but you know they're feeling themselves a little bit, and if they get punched in the mouth, you know, let's see how yeah, let's they, see how they go. I I expect them to bounce back just because they're so talented, but 
you know, they are a bit precious. You got to look at that. And, you know, exactly. they think they're, you know, they're precious. That's that's what they are. So um, how will it, you know, affect the rest of the season? And uh, not very much, you know. People are going to start hating Steph Curry a little bit more. I'll say that. He's he's not quite at the level of, like, hate of, like, LeBron. Oh, he's at my – I, freak, I hate yeah. him more than LeBron. Wow, really? Yeah. That's hard for me. But, you know, I like Steph's game style, but, you know, or his playing style, but, you know. People have their opinions, you know. I'm I I was not a fan by the move, but I definitely think that he should have been suspended for it and I think it was a little bit, you know, dude, like you're throwing your like your mouthpiece, like that thing's been in your mouth like salivating on that for like like 45 minutes. It's gross. So like don't do that. It 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 was just not a good look for the MVP. Yeah, so the next topic I'd like to talk about is uh Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> The man is on a mission. <laughs> He's answering that Kobe Bryant call. Kobe. Of being MVP in this MVP. season. MVP. He, uh, he scored above 30 points in every game so far. Yeah. He's really good. He's, I, I said he was going to be MVP too. Exactly. I, That's, I just want to point that out. Yeah. He can't go on record. Yeah, no. I, I will definitely say Giannis is balling out, and I'm. And you shouldn't really be surprised. You know, he uh, – it was very nice. He dedicated the last game. I think it was, he had his, his forty-four to his father that passed yeah. away in the off season. So he's on. He's a man on a mission, and he's gonna. I think he's following what Kobe said, and he's. I think he's gonna win the MVP this year. He is. He's got all the talent. Exactly. And now with the Celtics, and you know how their injuries worked out with Gordon Hayward, and they'll and give him. they'll give the Cavs some problems because they're long. Yeah, they, they can are defend. Very, they are very young and athletic. So I I can see um I can see them you know, really moving up in, in the rankings for the Eastern Conference and possibly the NBA. You know, they're, I can see them matching up very well with some other Western Conference teams. But, yeah, Giannis is dope. Giannis is playing out of his mind right now. Um, so we'll end on this for the best waiver wire pickups for fantasy. If you guys, you know, if you lost your if you lost your first matchup this week, you know, Nick, what do you, what do you tell them? Don't cry about don't it. Don't cry. I think I lost my first match yeah, too. Yeah. So. So, so don't cry about it. We have some pickups that hopefully if you haven't already gotten that you can kind of keep on your on your wire, your waiver wire, um, and go scoop up. Oh, does your fantasy team suck big time after week one? Need some help? Well, here's a little waiver wire redemption from Rob and Nick. First one, we talked about him before, DeJounte Murray averaging 13.3 points. A whopping 9.7 rebounds. He's a big guy, tall, yeah. lengthy, and uh, 4.7 assists. And with Tony Parker kind of um, on, with the injury bug and Patty Mills kind of being a backup role, he's a guy that you want to definitely scoop up. True. Um, then we have Mike James, who's a guy from the Phoenix Suns, a point guard, and now with Eric Bledsoe kind of being let out by the Suns because of the off the court and the Twitter thing and everything that he's not, you know. Tyler Eulis, too. Tyler Eulis, too, is a option, but we kind of don't know if he's going to be starting because he was on, in a bench role, and he's kind of small. You know, you don't want to say just because he's small. But I know he, last year, you last don't know year if, he had he had a couple big games. He did have a couple big so. games. So, But Mike James is averaging 13.3 points, 1.8 rebounds, and 3.8 assists. So he can be a guy that you can scoop up if you need a guy Damn. off waivers. Um, so he's a good, good guy to look at. Uh, J.J. Barea, the veteran. From Dallas, he's been playing very well. Uh, Thirteen points, three rebounds, uh, six point five assists. So, look to get him. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. has kind of been on and off of injuries, so yeah. he's a guy that. Oh, Dennis Smith is out, 
If I have an extra spot on my lineup, let me go scoop up J.J. Beret. Or Devin Harris, one of them. Yeah, so J.J. Beret is a guy that you want to scoop up and have on have on your squad um, if, if, you have, if you have space. But if you're kind of desperate for a point guard role or guard role, look for J.J. Berea. Then uh, your boy, Kelly Olenek. Amen. Pick him up. Kelly Olenek. Eight rebounds, 3.7 yeah. assists. He's a guy that you want to get from Miami. He's been playing well. He balls out. He balls out. Um, you know, I don't know how long for he's going to be balling out, but, you know. He'll be he, consistent he, 11 he, and he's 6. A, he's a good player, so you should try and look to get him. Um, lastly, DJ Augustine. He's been playing uh, well of, as of late. 9.6 points, 3.3 rebounds, and 5.7 assists from the Magic. So he's a guy that you can look to. Uh, to have in your lineup as a backup. So those are your uh, waiver wire pickups for fantasy for this week. Um, If you guys want, you can ask us questions about, you know, who you think um, that we may believe that, who else you may want to pick up. And if you have questions or anything like that, definitely message us, comment, whatever, email. It's all in the description, everything. Um, Yeah, so that's it for this week. week. Yeah, it's a very good week. We're looking forward to some more. Um, exciting weeks of basketball. This is only the beginning, so there's going to be a lot more storylines, a lot more stuff to talk about. Nick? Yeah, I'm excited. Brooklyn Nets are looking Brooklyn good. Nets are I good. can't ask for anything else. Yeah, exactly. Competitive basketball. So that's it for this uh, week for this episode of the Talking True Hoops podcast. As always, subscribe, like, um, comment, send us your questions, anything that you guys want to have asked. And any, share. Any topics, definitely share. Definitely share. Um, we want more people to be aware of our podcast and listen listen in it's a we think it's pretty good hopefully you guys do too so uh thanks for this week nick yep i'm ready signing off signing All off right. nick problem thank yes. you very much this has been nba talking true hoops your stop for slam dunk basketball talk with rob schlatter and nick paramabos Join us next time.